This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things ag bioscience. The people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Farming is a vocation, a calling that has for generations fed, clothed, and fueled the world. As innovation continues to advance and supply chains become even more globalized, the role of the American farmer has never been more important to the future of our economy and our national security. Please welcome Megan Ritter, Executive Director of Administration at Indiana Farm Bureau, to give us a little bit more insight into the future of farming. Megan, welcome to Ag Bioscience. Thank you, Mitch. I'm so glad to be here today, and I'm so thankful for the partnership that Indiana Farm Bureau has with Agrinovus. I am grateful for it, Megan. Our work together, whether it's on producer-led innovation challenge or just advancing this economy, for those that don't know, Indiana Farm Bureau, a huge organization spread across Indiana, focused on serving the farmer with a lot of different products, a lot of different services. Megan, I want to jump into that, but we first have to hear your story. You have an amazing background, have served in Farm Bureau organizations in three states? Three states, yes. Tell us more about the Megan journey. Okay. Well, I happened to grow up on a small livestock farm in central Michigan and part of a family who has been connected to serving in a number of ways, but I probably remember a very... Oh, impactful conversation Hmm. that I had with my father talking about my career options and what I wanted to do. Um, And uh, that conversation, basically the sum of it was, how do you want to make a difference? Hmm. And I went on and had a wonderful opportunity in college and served in a number of different ways, had wonderful experiences and exposure, but happened upon an ag professor who I TA'd for and happened to be an Indiana farm boy. You know, things kind of go full circle. And he was um, instrumental in exposing me to the work that policy Mm -hmm. connects to agriculture. And then roundabout ways started my career with Michigan Farm Bureau and fell in love with the idea of how I could contribute in a way that was off the farm Mm -hmm. and in a way that I felt like I was really helping solve problems. And that was the start of my path and, and my continued journey. But Working in a collective, the idea that what I do brings people together, it works in a way that is unique and in a way that um, really advances agriculture like no other. And so um, I have worked in three states working directly with farmers on policy issues, on growing their farms, on working to reduce the regulatory uh, barriers that sometimes pop up in agriculture. And then I we found our way here to Indiana and that full circle connection to the person who put the policy spark in my mind um, and, and working for Indiana agriculture has been a wonderful journey uh, for the last several years. It's amazing. Megan, your story is one that I, you started on a farm, you grew up on a farm and it's, 
it's so often that I feel like there's folks in the broader ag bioscience economy who don't have that connection. And to have people like you who want to partner with people like me uh, to, to make a difference. And I love the idea of vocation by definition, right? A calling to go do something. And Indiana Farm Bureau really is that. I mean, it, the, the folks that I've had a chance to meet with, met with your board just a couple of weeks ago, all of them fueled by this vocation to serve not just farmers, but rural communities. When you look at the Indiana Farm Bureau network, it's not just farmers. I mean, it is rural communities. It's people, and even in cities, that care deeply about the future of the food system, about the future of the, the economy that feeds and clothes and fuels uh, all of us. Give us a little bit more sense of who Indiana Farm Bureau is. And you and I share a passion around innovation. We'd love to hear how you're thinking about innovation as part of who of Indiana Farm Bureau is. Yeah. So one of the ways that I think innovation is kind of fueling the conversation in the Farm Bureau is that for 100 plus years, we have served the farmer. And today, the farmers are looking outside of their fence rows and their farm gates and saying, wait a second here, we are connected in so many different ways. We are part of the broader bioscience, the, the ag ecosystem, so to speak. And they've known that, right? 95% of our members continually say that they know that they play a part in the food access and food security conversation. And yet, um, what does agriculture really mean today? It is so much more than what is being grown in our fields or uh, put on our plate. And uh, that's really what's driving this conversation at the Farm Bureau is looking at how we are interconnected mm -hmm. and how supporting a thriving agricultural ecosystem really helps support the economies of our communities, not just our rural communities, but all of our communities, and um, really a growing population around the world. It is. I, I just, I feel so energized by spending time with you and with the board and, and just seeing what's on the horizon, because this is not just innovation in the sense of, yes, there's a huge policy component to this. There's a huge go-to-market component to this. There's a huge contextual relevancy piece of this. I mean, you and I were just with Senator Todd Young yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, Senator Young was sharing with us more about this intersection that he sees between national security and food security. I know that's a key piece of what you and I have talked about with Farm Bureau. Give us a sense, if you would, what what is that intersection between food security and national security? And, and where does Farm Bureau play a role in that? So big, big picture, right? Think globally, act locally, yeah. I think is so connected to this conversation about food security and national security. When we look globally, we know that there's 800 million people on this planet who are undernourished and farmers are driven to serve that need. Yes. And they are connected to that mission. And yet, when we look even in our own neighborhoods, we see food insecurity. Right. And so this idea that we're serving a, a bigger purpose, but then also that local need is so critically important to the conversation. And it goes without saying, for generations, 
generations upon generations, food insecurity has led to political instability around the world. And so that's the conversation that Senator Young is is leading and having a, a part of and and farmers and agribusiness professionals and those who are connected to the agri-food system want to be part of that solution that we know that um, helping provide better food access and better food security drives political stability is so critically important. And as a parent, mm-hmm. right, there's nothing that connects more to thinking about making a better world Absolutely. and being part of uh, the ag biosciences and the ag uh, ecosystem is a powerful place to be when you think about making the world a better place to live. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you think as a, as a dad, as a mom, not being able to feed your kid and what what you would do to ensure that you know my two little girls or your kids could eat, everything else is secondary. Absolutely secondary. Absolutely. And we are blessed in a lot of ways. Um, and it is it is uh, hard to see sometimes what can happen in our neighborhoods and our communities. Um, probably some of the challenges that we're trying to address as a society right. are based in those kinds of realities that face and challenges that face people. And, um, but that, that work is so critically important and something that we can all be part of when we're part of the agri-food system. Without a doubt. And I, we often talk about this notion that the ag bioscience economy is the only economy that touches every person on this planet because it, it centers on food. And this notion of getting an understanding of what the food system actually is, is one that I think Farm Bureau has a giant role in. And you grew up on a farm, but there's so many people drive past a field, a bean field, a corn field, drive past a feedlot. And it's really tough for those of us who did grow up on a farm to really understand the complexities and the challenges that are faced on that production system every day. If you could just help paint a picture, paint a picture for those that didn't grow up on a farm of what some of those challenges are, because ideally those challenges will spark ideas for innovation, which is the opportunity that we want to solve together. So this actually might be the most challenging question you ask today (laughs) is what is a, yeah, what's a farm, right? right? Because farms come in so many shapes and sizes, and I can't tell you what a typical farm in Indiana looks like. Of course, we are familiar with uh, row crops and corn and soybeans and pork production and poultry production, and we are best in class in, yes. in those things. And yet, narrowing that down to what is the typical farm is pretty hard to define. The The farm is many different shapes and sizes. They are looking at uh, a lot of variables, right? Farmers are looking at a lot of variables and they are trying to manage a lot of different information and data to help be more profitable, more um, efficient, um, better conservationist, more sustainable. And um, at the heart of this question is probably um, when I talk to farmers, a lot of what they talk about is the legacy. They think a lot about Um, making improvements and doing what's best 
not only for them, but that that next generation. And so they are constantly thinking about investing and um, innovating and uh, looking at ways to do things differently, to make improvements. And that's the typical Indiana farmer, uh, continually looking for improvements and ways to do their jobs better, to grow more, to produce better, and to be um, the best stewards of the land that they can be. I think that focus on innovation married with legacy is one that's really unique to this market, especially given, you know, if we talk about row crops, 35, 40 chances, and you want to innovate to acquire or to achieve all of those things that you mentioned, but you have to do it in a world that also ensures that you can pass that asset down and honor those that passed it to you. And I think that's a really interesting conundrum that a lot of innovators from outside of ag face when they come here is they say, boy, I don't, I don't understand how to decipher this. Well, and one of the things that you and I have talked a lot about is the number of variables that farmers really face and that innovations need to help them address some of those variables, yeah. right? Right. Innovation is really about helping them reduce risk and consider how to do things better. But it is really about trying to figure out how do I take all of these decisions that I need to make and help uh, put a pinpoint in, in something that will really help take away some of that risk. Right. And that is really, really hard in a system in which you don't control everything. And and the number of variables that you're dealing with are are almost infinite. Yes. I mean, it's extraordinary. It is absolutely extraordinary by definition. As you're talking with your members, farmers across the state, what are two or the three, two or three of the things that they say, you know, Megan, if we could solve fill in the blank, this would be really important. You know, what are some of those areas of innovation that you consistently hear over and over again where need exists? So I'm fortunate that I get to work with some really great people and some of, of the best when it comes to the farmers and agribusiness professionals. And um, because we serve the entire ag ecosystem, um, uh, we work with farmers and agribusiness professionals alike or those who are connected to, to growing things um, um, very uniquely. So I'm, I'm probably going to tell you I don't know because just like that there is this not a typical farm, I don't think that there's a there's a complete answer to what is the innovation that's going to be the most impactful for a typical farm. Um, I think that as an organization, our role is really to um, create regulatory certainty to make sure that there are not um, unintended consequences and that our policies, particularly in the state of Indiana, right. really support the opportunity for people to use science as an advancement to serve the needs of a growing and changing world and economy. And that is done by keeping um, opportunities available and we all know that policy can help support 
it can stunt or it can completely squelch opportunities for innovation and what we what we want to do as an organization is ensure that we have an environment in which innovation science technology can be a critical component to us innovating and delivering because we have some of the best resources water and land and people yes in the state of indiana who if given the opportunity and the freedom can figure it out and they will do better with less and they will do more and serve uh, the world in ways that quite frankly i can't imagine and so we need to be able to to get out of their way and provide an environment in which they can flourish I think it's so powerful when we, when it's say, what are the two or three things? Well, there aren't two or three things. And I think, again, for those who are listening, those are innovators, even venture capitalists, there's not one or two things. There may be one or two things on each farm. There may be one or two things maybe in a sub vertical of an area, but there's not one or two things that sort of exist pervasively across the economy. I I don't think that there is, because when I think about animal health, for example, there's about... (laughs) Right. How many things could the health and welfare of our animals is critically important. Absolutely. But when you go to a crop farm and you think about what those needs are and the complexity of what we're doing in a farm on a farm today is so unique. So you may be raising pigs that is connected to a biomedical need over here. And so the needs of that farm and what innovation will help make those pigs um, more uh, connected or what that need, what that need is, is just so diverse. And so um, I don't think there is one answer anymore. It's good. It's good. Okay. Megan, last question. You have spent time in three farm bureaus. You've spent time here in Indiana and you and the team at Indiana Farm Bureau have really been innovators in and of yourself, adding health insurance plans and, I mean, finding new products, right? Finding new products, finding new solutions. What's next? What's on the horizon for Indiana Farm Bureau? So I, I think what's, what's next for us is finding the power of collaboration to really be a good partner. How can we uh, really um, thrive? in our own lane, but also help the ag biosciences in Indiana grow and flourish. And I think that that's really about where um, Indiana agriculture expects us to operate. We have a history of doing it well, but I think that this economy and what we're doing today lends itself for us to lean even more into what we can do um, to really serve the the ag biosciences, the ag economy, and Indiana farmers uh, in a much more collaborative way and a way that really um, makes all of us better. So I will correct you, Mitch, just a little bit. Okay, let's um, hear it. Um, we, we, have, we do create a lot of, of 
opportunities to solve problems yes. on farms. Yes. And and um, one way we did that was through health plans, Indiana Farm Bureau health plans, but it is not insurance. Okay. Uh, so I'm not allowed to call it insurance. It's, it's a health plan. It is a health plan. It is I stand a corrected. Plan. At some point, I'll get the primer on what's the difference between health insurance and a health plan. Well, uh, Stay tuned. we may not have time for that today, <laughs> but um, uh, but it was it was to your point. It was serving a need, yeah. and um, and that farmers were having. And um, again, going back to this, trying to um, provide opportunities for profitability, sustainability, um, passing the farm on to the next generation and reducing some risk. Um, there's nothing more important than the health and well-being of our farm families to do that. And Indiana Farm Bureau's health plans um, provides a more affordable option for farmers to be able to invest in their own health and the health of maybe their employees. It's good. Megan, it is so good to have you with us. She's Megan Ritter, Executive Director of Administration at Indiana Farm Bureau. Megan, just a delight. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Thank you, Mitch. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. You get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com. Thank you.